Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, baseball family. For those of you new to the show, we are here to raise money for the nonprofit organization Called Up, whose mission is to give disadvantaged young ballplayers the equipment they need to play the game we all love. We also want to unite communities by improving or rebuilding baseball facilities in areas suffering economic or environmental hardship. At this time, you can support by purchasing t-shirts and other baseball-related apparel and accessories from 9plusus.com. 10% of all these sales go to the cause. Again, that's 9plusus.com. The number 9, P-L-U-S-U-S dot com. 9plusus.com. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Baseball Together podcast brought to you by 9plusus. Welcome back, baseball family. Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast. Today, I am joined by our man, Brig. What is up, baseball family? I am super, super excited to be back. <laughs> Brig is back. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. So, so good. It's been two long weeks, and we've spent a lot of time just catching up. In fact, I think it took us almost an hour and a half to actually get to the podcast tonight. It did. But anyways... Glad to have you back, Brig. Thanks, let's, man. Uh, let, let's just go ahead and go through some current events, get you caught up on the news. And, in fact, uh, today we're only going to be doing current events because of the season ending soon, in about a week, there is so much to go through. Typically, we try to choose only three for time, but today we couldn't narrow it down, so we're just going to do current events today, and we'll have an awesome topic for you next week. So, here we go. It's better that way. The headliner episode. Yeah. Yes, I agree, especially with the end of the season. But anyways, let's get started with the first one. Here we go. Okay. We have Acuna. Ronald Acuna Jr., youngest player to ever hit 40 home runs and get 30 stolen bases ever. He is only 21 years old. That is freaking fantastic. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I well, love it. And he's at 37 stolen bases as of right now. It's Friday evening. It's 11.30 p.m. Eastern time. And (laughs) sorry, I shouldn't have dated us like that. But I did. Timestamp. Anyway, (laughs) the point is (laughs) he is – we have some time for him to knock out those last few stolen bases. And at that point, I think he would absolutely be – I mean, this is the youngest player ever to potentially reach 40-40. That's crazy. Yeah, and you know, honestly, the Braves clinched the NL East tonight. So if I were him, every time I got on base, I'd be trying to steal. Yes, I wouldn't have to lose at this point. Just you got to get that forty forty. Do only it, man. need three, man. Yes, yeah, do it. I hope he gets it. That'd be exciting. I do too. So the question really comes down to: Is this ever going to fall? Is there somebody else that can do this? If so, who? And uh, you know, it, or is it even possible? Um, so when I think of this, 
I think it's gonna stay. I, I think it has a good chance of standing for a long time because it has to be somebody who's young in the minor leagues who's working their way up. Yes. The only guy that comes to mind for me is Julio Rodriguez for the Mariners. Okay. Um, uh, he is currently only he's 18 years old. He's gonna be 19 the end of December. But he started the year in rookie ball, I believe, if I believe right, if I remember right. But he, either way, he ended in advanced A this year because he was just too good. Wow. Way too good. The dude's fantastic. He's got power for days. Um, I think I remember hearing recently that his exit velos are, are averaging around 100 miles an hour because he just squares everything up. He just hits the ball hard. Um He's an outfielder for the Mariners. He's going to be coming up. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him actually next season at the end of the season. On the 40-man. Yeah, on the 40-man roster, getting called up in September, depending on how the Mariners do. I mean, if they're con- if they're contending, I mean, actually, you know what? Either way, because he's just, he's just that good. He, he saw a little bit of time this last spring training with the big club, even as a young guy, and he still hit big league pitching. I mean, granted, it was spring training, but still. That's crazy. The fact that he could is insane. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I worry about is he, he's an outfielder, so he's so he's going to have some speed. Um, but I was looking at his scouting report, and he is rated 45 with speed. That's his lowest rating, which still isn't bad. I'm sure he could steal some bases. But uh, he's 55 and everything else, power, arm, wow. fielding, everything else. So he's he's the real deal. That's amazing. Um but when I think of anybody being able to, to con- compete with this and, and beat Acuna's record, he's the only guy. I just don't know if he has the capacity to steal 40 bases or even 30 bases just because I don't know how aggressive he is on the base pass. I don't know how much of his thing that is. I just know that he has great power. He's awesome defensively. He has a great arm. Um, I just I just don't know about his ability to steal bases. That's the only thing that gives me pause with him. Well, and he's got to come up in the system – rapidly as rapidly as Acuna did and that's what's crazy because yeah. here's what's happening in the minor league system is they're they're working on on-field stuff but they're working on off-field stuff too so these guys are being they're being judged based on their character they're being judged based on their ability to handle emotional decision making um they're you know and the list goes on and on but it's not just on the field performance this is character building this is culture yeah. building and there's so much more that goes into it. So for a guy to accelerate as quickly as it would need to be to catch Acuna and hit and go 40-30 or even 40-40 before he's 21 years old, nuts. Be nuts. So so I saw a projection just the other day that said that he'll probably be on the roster for the 2021 20, season. Is this your yeah, guy in Seattle? Yeah, this this is Julio Rodriguez. He'll he'll likely be on the opening day roster twenty twenty one. So he'll be twenty years old then because he his birthday is the very end of the end of the year. It's uh it's December twenty ninth. I just I looked it up a little bit ago. That's my brother's birthday. Hey, well happy birthday to both of them on the twenty yeah. ninth of December. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> um so he would be twenty for the entire season. And Grant, he had to, to do it as a rookie, which I don't see happening. Yeah. But um, but he'd still be a young 21 the next year. That's true. So I don't know when Acuna turned 21 this year, but or if he's turning 22 later this year, but he would be a young 21 the entire season. Interesting. So. 
Well, if that makes any sense at all, young. It 21. does. It does. And at, <laughs> at any rate, congratulations to Acuna. We hope he gets those three stolen bases in the next few days. I would love it if he got those three stolen bases. Yeah, we only have like eight days left in the season, and so congratulations to him. Now, let's move on to the Yankees. Okay, my favorite topic. We got the Yankees. <laughs> They have gone another, this is their second straight season with 100 wins, and the reason that is significant, Brad, is that Aaron Boone became the first manager in MLB history to take his team to 200 wins in the first two seasons. And I, I just want to give him one of these. Because I've I've said before, I'm a big Aaron Boone fan. I liked him a lot. Um, I've always liked him. I just kind of like the Boone family. Brett Boone was awesome with the Mariners. I was so happy for Aaron Boone that he got that that job with the with the Yankees. Um, and this is awesome. It's fantastic. He's yeah. done, he's obviously done done a great job with what he's had this year. Oh, jeez. And, and I I think it's amazing. I mean, talk about the job, right? The guy. Yeah. We've had thirty. We, you know, I say we lovingly. That's like my favorite thing to we. say. Yeah, the royal we. We have had thirty guys on the injured list. This season, 30 instances of IL time, which is bonkers. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially you think it's only a 20 active 25-man roster. I know, man. <laughs> it's, it's, everybody's been hurt and then some. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. So, so, so part of this, part of the win for this has to go to Cashman in the front office. The general manager is in charge of building the farm system. He's in charge of trades, and he's in charge of depth. And that's one of the things that Cashman does really well is pad the depth. So these guys, on the one hand, are being brought in and groomed properly. So you got to give it to Cashman. He's running the farm system like a well-oiled machine. He's got the depth through trades and, and purchases and, and uh, uh-huh. – picks and everything like that draft picks but the farm system is working incredibly well so there's that but then Aaron Boone has had to take these guys from AAA and make them into a well you know working team yes yeah and and you know I, I don't feel like the managers get enough credit for that because there's a whole lot I've talked about it before that there's this thing going on in Major League Baseball right now where the managers are kind of marginalized right where it's like, oh, the GM puts together the, the lineup every day because he uses the analytics based on the pitching matchups, you know, like all that, whatever. Yeah. But the manager's with these guys every day. He's the one who's setting the standard in the clubhouse, you know, working with everybody and and really getting everybody to buy into what's happening. It's not. I don't feel like it's the GM who's doing that. So Aaron Boone has done an amazing job. 100% this. agree. I totally agree with you. But on the other hand, though, with Cashman, um, I do think that he's done a good job getting everybody to buy in top to bottom. Yeah. Right. Um, when I was with the Ormels a couple years ago, I got I, you know I, <laughs> I had the cushy job sitting in the air conditioned press box watching the game, um, getting fat off of hot dogs and chicken strips <laughs> yeah. this season. But <laughs> that's a life. <laughs> you have no idea. It was awesome. <laughs> but one of the cool, one of the other really cool things about that job was that as scouts would come through and and 
other like league officials and whatever as they'd come through they'd come sit and talk to us because we had the ac you know it's 100 yep. degrees outside and we have the literally the coolest spot in the ballpark <laughs> one of the guys who came and hung out with us was um an A's scout his name was jermaine clark and i i got to sit and talk with him for like an hour and a half and he he just he had some awesome stories just told, told some great things about uh life in the minor leagues life at the big league level everything you know but one of the things he told me was that after after one of the, one of his final seasons, uh, after or after spring training, one of his final seasons, he said that uh, Billy Bean, because he's with the A's at the time, Billy Bean was was making roster cuts, and he told him, you know what, if I could have twenty six guys at the big league level, you would be my twenty sixth guy for sure. He's like, but I can't, so we gotta send you down to AAA. But as soon as there's a spot for you, you will be in the big league clubhouse. You'll be on the big league big league roster. And he told me, he's like, I thought Billy was just sitting there feeding me lines. And I, I, he's like, I told him, he's like, Billy, you're so full of it. He's like, I, I don't believe you. But he said that he was good to his word. And anytime there was, <clears throat> anytime there's a roster spot available, he was up with the A's. He's like, there were guys who were better than me. But because he, he was a utility player, he's like, but because I was a utility player and was available, I got to come up came up every time there was a spot available he's like so i spent a lot of time in the, in the big league dugout because of that and i wonder if cashman has developed this rapport with these guys in triple a saying hey if you grind us out if you stick with it there is going to be a spot for you hmm. especially this year where guys can't seem to stay healthy you're gonna see big league time you're gonna get in the big league clubhouse in fact you're probably gonna get on the field because we're gonna need you yeah that if he's developed that relationship and that rapport with those guys and everybody's buying in top to bottom, I could see that's part of what's going on here is that these guys aren't aren't burnt out in AAA saying, I'm never going to make it because the big club's so good. It's, no, I'm going to get a chance. Whether it's now or it's September, I'm going to get a chance. Yeah. So I think that can go a long ways. Yeah, and even the veteran players, Brett Gardner, Austin Romine, you know, these guys have stepped up and have, have really made it happen. Um and before we get into their postseason stuff and, and when we talk about the Astros, uh, it's not all sunshine and rainbows in New York right now. Right. Yep. Pitching, pitching's a problem, and never more so than now. Um, you know, Domingo Herman was just recently brought up on charges of domestic violence, and, uh, you know, he's out for the rest of the season to include the postseason. He won't pitch again in 2019. Right. So the the report that I heard saw which i think was from the athletic uh, stated that he was accused of slapping his girlfriend uh, presumably in the face we don't know but slapping right. his girlfriend for stating that she thought anyway the astros had a better chance of winning the world series than the yankees did and you know the implication that were the astros were better than the yankees and that they would face each other in the playoffs and if so the yankees would lose and apparently, and there were there was more to it than that. Obviously, we don't know the whole story. You can't get everything from a yeah. tweet or whatever. But <laughs> even though we all want to, right? <laughs> the point the point is subcontext. What does it say? <laughs> <laughs> the point the point is, uh, even though we don't know the whole story, you know, if that is a nugget of truth, I mean, that goes that's way out of line, right? Physical violence. Oh, yeah. We don't condone physical violence to solve problems. It's just it's not the way to go. It's not a Rambo movie. 
and it's not how it goes. So, but you know, he's done what he's done here is he's hurt the team, and you know, I'm sure he thought it was in defense of the team, but it's not. It's actually now he has hurt the team. We got to find a way in New York to fill that slot, and they got to find a way to beat the Astros with one fewer pitcher. Yeah. Ugh. Well, and let's be honest, it probably wasn't going to happen in the first place, and now it definitely isn't going to happen. I don't know, man. I'm I'm unwilling to admit defeat, <laughs> but I'm but it begs the question. I mean, can the Astros even be stopped? I I don't think they can, and I hate to say it. It hurts my soul to say it. I don't think they can be stopped because Justin Verlander is pitching out of his mind. Garrett Cole is out of his world, dude. Um, and apparently, it's rubbing off on Zach Granke. Whatever. Michael secret stuff it is whatever they're, they're drinking <laughs> yeah pre-game during their bullpen sessions it's rubbing off because Granky can't be stopped either yeah you know I, I if I if I were the Astros I'd be like you know what let's just go uh, let's go three-man rotation and uh, we'll go how about this we'll go Verlander Cole Granky sweep the first series sweep the the ALDS yeah, and then we'll get a few days off going to the ALCS, and we'll go Verlander, Cole, Granky once again. And you know, if if Verlander needs an extra day, let's just throw the bullpen. Just maybe, don't worry about that game. We'll be fine. <laughs> and then Verlander will come in, win Game Five, and we'll go on a World Series, have a few days rest, and then we'll go Verlander, Cole, Granky. And if we need to throw the bullpen again, but you know, Verlander, he's a tough guy. He can go short days rest in the World Series. He'll do it. He'll be He'll fine. Then we'll sweep it. the World Series, and everything will be fine. Yeah, <laughs> and you know and what? Strike out every single batter along the way. Yeah, it would, and win hurt. ten to zero. Oh, seriously! <laughs> and it could happen this way. That's the sad part. Is it? It is possible. <laughs> all our, all the poor people in Los Angeles, all those LA fans. You know, they're just. <laughs> I. They probably have some level of PTSD or something. <laughs> I really do from that. What a couple of years ago. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh and gosh. then last season, and then now again, it's just – I, and I hope the Braves are able to beat the Dodgers. I just don't know if it's possible. But I don't – what I also don't know is possible is if the Astros lose any ever again. <laughs> For season. years to come. Next yes. year they're going to go 162-0. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> With a three-man no, starting rotation. No, what they're going to do is they're going to go ninety, you know, and then they've clinched the division. They don't pitch any of their their uh, their starters the rest of the season, and they'll still have it clinched by the time the season comes around. They'll still yeah. have the top seed. No, they're just it, it, it's out of this world. It blows my mind. And the thing is, is that the Dodgers are even better than they were two years ago. Yeah, they are the better. Series the first time, it's like, yeah, this is the year we're so much better. And then you come up against this behemoth juggernaut in the Astros. You're like, Ugh, of course. Of course they're better than they were two years ago because for some reason teams in this league are making deals with them to make them get better. I don't yeah. understand it. I don't either. Just, yeah, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. I said it I said it around the trade deadline that, you know, teams won't do won't work a deal with the Yankees because they're the Yankees, but then they'll go, Oh, Houston, you want to build a dynasty? Here you go. Yeah, it's right. Have right at it. So like I said, a couple of episodes ago, if the Yankees don't make it to the World Series, just make an appearance in 2019, then it will be the first decade in franchise history that they've not made a single appearance in the World Series. Yeah, and I... It's possible. 
yeah it, <laughs> it's looking very it's looking like a real thing right now because you know 162 games is a lot it's and then you've got to go through however many you know the last you, know, you got to go through october and stay healthy in the postseason it it yep. it is a war of attrition like truly and the yankees it seems like they may have just they might just run out of gas at the end there you know like like if it catches up not. to them that it's it's a real possibility that everything could finally just catch it and and they just can't get over that final hump but i mean i i'd like to see it you know they've got to make the world series sometime this decade and if anybody's going to take down the astros i'm 100% okay with it whether it's the yankees the twins or ugh, the a's oh my gosh you, you stop know, it I'm, right I'm now it. <laughs> don't <laughs> you dare beat the astros please well, they'd have to beat the Yankees first, and I don't want to talk about playing in Oakland ever again. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Okay, really quick, Garrett Cole, before we move on from the Astros, Garrett Cole, as of this season, first American League right-handed pitcher to reach 300 strikeouts in a single season since 1999 with Pedro Martinez. It's his and first— And for everyone who— Go ahead. Sorry, just real quick. And for everyone who's like me— um, that was 20 years ago, um, because sometimes I think that was like 10 years ago, maybe five. Yeah. No, that was 20 years ago. That was a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. And I, you know what? I'm just sitting here thinking, yes, somebody take down Pedro. <laughs> and we'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> but the anyway, the point is, we're, congratulations to Garrett Cole. I think it's super exciting. This is his first time having 300 Ks in a single season. And uh, Justin Verlander, for the sake of reference, only is at 283. So, I mean, it's possible yeah. that Verlander catches back up and has another 300 K season just like him. But, uh, you know, I don't know. But Garrett Cole did yeah. it first, and, and that's amazing. It is amazing. And, you know, he uh, – I have a buddy who's a Pirates fan, Garrett. And when they traded away Garrett Cole, he was so distraught. He's just like, I just, and you know, and they had traded away McCutcheon at the same time, you know, so it was basically just, you could see the tear down. Yeah. But when Garrett Cole left, he was just like, Gah. who <laughs> should I cheer for? Because I can't cheer for the Pirates anymore. If you're curious still, listen to the previous episode of the Pot Baseball Together podcast. <laughs> yes. Yep. It would help you He's pick actually, a team. <laughs> I got to give him credit because he's the one who originally gave me the idea of calling it team shopping. Mm. So. Thanks, Excellent. Garrett. Yeah, man. Anyway. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we will jump back into uh, more headlines and current events. Hey, babe, I'm headed to concession. Do you want me to grab you something? Yeah, anything, whatever you're getting. Okay, I saw a burger. I'll probably grab that. Mm, no, that doesn't sound good. Okay, I think there's barbecue, probably some nachos. Uh, I don't think I want either of those either. Um, but just get me anything. What do you want? Uh, I saw a hot dog earlier. Okay, I can do that. Well, no. Couples may quarrel, but baseball is for lovers. Shop the Lovers Collection at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. 
Getting back into the headlines for this week, let's talk about Yaz. Yaz. The duo. The duo. Yes. Yaz and Yaz 2.0. So, right. right. So, 2.0. Carl Yastrzemski 2.2, I don't know. I don't know. Anywho. Carl Yastrzemski and his grandson shared this wonderful moment at Fenway this week. And it was just magical. Uh, Yaz threw out the first pitch to his grandson who plays for the San Francisco Giants. And it was, I mean, this is what baseball is about. It's about generations coming together and it's about sharing and it's about unification. And that's everything we've built our whole platform around. And so Mm -hmm. this moment really signifies, you know, everything that we're all about. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I mean, that is baseball together, right? I mean, obviously, that's what their family was about because, yep. you know, the, the big leagues skipped a generation, but it doesn't mean for lack of effort. No, of course um, not. That baseball was, I mean, huge in their family. And I, I think it's awesome. I think it's so cool that he was able to catch the first pitch thrown out by his grandfather, who happened to be a Boston Red Sox legend. Oh, the guy's a god. Like, how cool is that? Every, I mean, <laughs> I heard Yastrzemski the first time. I was like, oh, I wonder if. And looked real quick. Oh, yep. That's, yeah. Carl yeah. Yastrzemski's grandson. Um, because anybody who is, like, a longtime Red Sox fan, that's who it comes back to is Yaz. Oh, for sure. You know, you've, you've got Carlton Fisk, right, with waving the ball fair and everything. Yeah. And you've got Bill Buckner, but it's always like, oh, yes. Yes. And then you Manny, know. right? Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Before it was Yaz, or before it was Manny, it was Yaz. Yep. And Yaz was the man. He was but the man. I did hear something funny about this this week. Okay. Um, so somebody, <laughs> I think it was ESPN, you know, really reaching for a stat here. I thought it was funny. They said, so he is the first player with the last name Yastrzemski to play left field since his grandfather. Because <laughs> it's such a common last name. Oh, just, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's cool, but I think you would know if he had any cousins or anything like that. <laughs> okay, so Joe Madden being fired is a conversation everybody's having and nobody wants to have. Unless you're a Phillies fan. <laughs> or Quinn. Last week or on the Quinn. episode. <laughs> yeah, he wants, he wants Joe Madden the... to be hired by the Angels. <laughs> and they could rehire him. I could see that happening. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. I know I wouldn't either, because but I could see him in Philly. Talk about baseball family. Yeah. That's the Angels, man. They're yeah. all about that. That's the reason Albert Pujols signed there, because they said, we know you're past your prime, but let's focus on your legacy. And that's what got him to sign with the Angels. So, yeah. you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a run and it happened because in in the Cubs way, he talks about how his was it his dad who was a big Angels fan. Yep, it was his dad. And he took his dad's Angels cap to the dugout every day for a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. During yep. that World Series run, he had the That's hat right. in, in the dugout every single game. Was he the so, bench coach or the hitting coach or something like that? He was remember. the bench coach at the time. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I I do think that is a real thing that if they decide they're done with Brad Ausmus after a season where he didn't really do a whole lot of improvement. Yeah. 
It could happen. Yep. Talk about what happened in Boston. Holy crap, they're cleaning house. Oh, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. I uh, I mean, it, it seems like they actually made a pretty good move getting like not bringing back Keiko after that run. Yeah, but... Because he hasn't been fantastic this season. I just watched a game the other night where they lost because he blew a save. Yeah. Um. But no, I don't. I don't know. I, and you've got two MVP candidates in Bogarts and Devers. Yeah. I think what it was for them this season was you, they just had still like some bad stretches because they're not like they're above five hundred, right? Yeah. So it's not like they're that bad of a team, and they play in arguably the toughest division in the American League. Yeah, agreed wholeheartedly there. Yeah, because they've won 80 games. This is Friday night. They have 80 wins. Yeah. That's not a bad season. No. And in any other year, under almost any other circumstance, that would be successful. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I right? understand that would be at least wild card successful. Yeah, and I understand, you know, it's a letdown from the World Series last year. Yeah, you're not going to win it every year, though, especially back to back. Right. They gave Theo Epstein the opportunity to, to build a team, and they won in 04. Then they kind of re reloaded, and they won in 07. Like, I don't know why they're not giving Dombrowski the leash to win uh. in you know 2021 i don't get it i Um, I do not understand and so here's what i think is going to happen i think they're going to lose mookie Betts. yeah they're gonna yeah i've i've seen that he's already on the trading block they're listening to offers and i think as soon as they can make that deal they're going to yep and then the red Sox will be stuck with david price and chris sale and it's going to go downhill fast and i hate to say that but I think that's what's going to I've talked to other – I have a lot of friends and family that are Red Sox fans, and I've talked to them about it, and they all agree. We all feel the same way. It's like it's like this signaled almost their, their – the Red Sox have decided. They're like, all right, whatever. They threw in the towel. And yeah. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. Yep, I don't know. And I don't know how much they're going to try to tear things down or what they're going to do as far as – rebuilding you know like you said they're gonna have price they're gonna have sale but you've got to have, have devers devers and, and bogarts and, and bogarts are gonna stay and, and maybe jd martinez yeah and then, i would yeah. be surprised though if they if they traded him to the first team who came knocking totally and then but you're right benintendi he's available i think isn't he available this season he's, he's played about 130 games he's been around he hasn't well, yeah. been the the phenom that he was last year right but that's true he, he he's a good everyday player he's a very good think, everyday player above i average. think i think their farm system is at the bottom of the pack right now i think it's at the lowest in mlb yeah because they they kind of mortgaged everything to win last year yes so i don't understand why you can why you feel like you can do that and then come back the next year and say oh but we're gonna rebuild what are you gonna rebuild with you don't have any assets to trade other than Mookie Betts. Yeah. So what are they going to tank? You can't. I don't think they can tank. I don't think that fan base would stand for it. I don't think so either. So then what do you do? 
Because you're signaling that you're going to gut the ship a little bit. It's just all confusing. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea what they're going to do. I mean, I, I wonder if they're try if they're thinking they're going to get back a haul for bets that they could fill some holes. But Which is legitimate. You know, that's possible. I don't know if they're going to get any big league players for bets, though. They might no. just get a haul of prospects and then... Yes. But then you're back, you know, competing again in 2021, which is what Dombrowski could have just done. Yeah, agreed wholeheartedly. So but it's some something teams, in the culture is happening. Yeah, some team's going to come pick him up, though. He's going to get offered a job here in a couple weeks when somebody's GM gets fired, and yep. he's going to build a champion. Yes. At least a contender. Yeah. That's what he does. Because he was with the Indians, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and when he was building, when he was uh, putting that Indians squad together, they were good. Because I'm pretty sure he was with them when they went to the World Series. Or is he with right. the Red Sox at that point? I don't remember, honestly. But I'm gonna look real quick. The dude's a winner. It's crazy that he's not being valued as highly, which you know leads me to believe there's something else going on. Anyway, we can't we can speculate all day. It doesn't matter. The point is, it's confusing and it's shaking things up, which I actually really like. I'm just interested to see what will come of it. Is all. Yeah. Okay. How about this? I've got it right here. So he was not with the Indians. That was somebody else. However, <clears throat> he was with the Florida Marlins, 1991 to 2001. Yeah. World Series champion in that time. Yep. Was with the Tigers from 2002 to 2015. Dang. Um, and, I, and the Tigers were contenders when he was with them. They were. And then Red Sox 2015 to 2019. He has two World Series championships. Three American League championships, one National League championship. Yeah. So he knows how to put together winning teams. Yeah. I don't know. There must have been. He must must have said some word to somebody somewhere, and they decided they didn't want him anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, too bad. But that somebody's sure going to get rails a from deal. Yes, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What I a apologize. Good opportunity for Yaz. <laughs> All right, so let's talk, lighten it up a little bit again with Mike Fears and his funky facial hair. That's so weird. They call this, what do they call this, the monkey tail is what I heard or something like that? I've heard the monkey tail, the cat tail. <laughs> um, it's basically, for those of you who didn't see it, it's basically uh, he shaved off half his beard, left a goatee, but then he also like extended a, uh, his right sideburn down to the beard, but then he shaved off half the goatee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, under there so it, it literally looks like a monkey tail wrapping it comes down his from his ear his all the way to his chin yeah. and then up around his upper lip and it is the goofiest looking thing yeah it, it's it's weird um, i don't even know what to say other than we have to talk about shave it shave it off or don't <laughs> shave it off or don't that's my is this opinion. okay though no it's not okay but why no that's an insult to every man in the country who has a beard what about every man in the country who wants to grow a beard well i mean i don't know i i've been able to grow a beard basically since i could walk <laughs> yeah you're so, a lumberjack <laughs> i don't though. know what it's like to not, not be able to grow a beard <laughs> but, oh man <laughs> but no i mean if i were somebody who couldn't grow a beard i would look at that and say look what that man has done to his face <laughs> I can't even grow a beard. Here's this guy just messing around, <laughs> looking like a fool. No, I don't. <laughs> Have a beard or don't. 
don't make yourself look like a fool out there. Hey, how about this? How about this? Deion Sanders said, if you're winning and dress like a clown, you're stylish. If you're not winning and dress like a clown, you're a clown. Oh, whoa. Prime time. Prime time himself said Prime that. Prime time. Yep. Dude knows. Yep, that's Dude right. He knows about image and brand so, management. He does. I mean, I don't feel like anybody knows any better than he Probably does. Him and Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I think Dion did it a little I bit better. I just don't disagree at all. <laughs> I can't disagree with you. But they both managed it in their own way. <laughs> yes, they did. They sure did. But, hey, to this day, we still remember Dennis Rodman, so I guess he was doing something. And that's what we remember him for. So <laughs> It's true. Maybe that's what Mike is going for here. Maybe he wants to be baseball's Dennis Rodman. Ah, there you go. I hadn't thought of that. He sh- sure took a nice step in the right direction, if that's his goal. He really did. Oh, my gosh. Well, whatever. Yeah. I'm I a Yankees know. fan. Anyway. Everybody should be clean cut. That's enough said for me. <laughs> okay, so yeah. enough of Mike Pierce. Um, let's talk about we've got a couple of key injuries that have happened. we got Anthony Rizzo. Busted up his foot and yeah. s- continues to play. I don't know how that's possible, but he is. Yeah, well, yeah he made that surprise pinch hit ex- uh, appearance, and then he started Friday, I think. I was listening to the game, and it sounded like he started, but he ended up leaving because he re-aggravated that injury, I believe. But I don't know. If I was Joe Madden, I'd be like, well, I guess you've got to have him, right? Yeah, you do. And you can't have him just be a clubhouse guy. If he's not contributing, right? You can't. So, yeah. so he has to be on the playing field in order to lead the team. And, and he's a leader. That's what he's there for as much as he's there for anything else. So I don't know, man. What do you do? Yeah, I mean, at first I was kind of like, oh, you got to save him for the postseason. But then I remember they might not be in the postseason because they might. So they might need him just to get there. So it, it's one yeah. of those catch 22s kind of that if you get there then he might not be available because he's aggravated that injury to the point where he can't play well and and all the cubs players are talking about how this talk of joe madden being fired if they don't win a world series this year yeah and what kind of pressure is that putting on rizzo and baez and you know chris Chris bryant and kyle schorber block yeah uh, right, so it's like, what is going on in Chicago? What's going on in baseball? But of course, he's going to step in if he can stand. Yeah. You know, if he can stand, yeah. he'll be there because he's on Joe's team. Yeah. You know, the he is Team oh, Joe Madden oh, for real. I mean, I was watching a game a few nights ago, and he was it was one where he wasn't playing, but he was in pretty much in Joe Madden's back pocket the whole time. I think just trying to learn as much as he could from him oh, throughout yeah. the entire game. Totally. But, yeah, yes. he's de- he, he's a guy who will run through a wall for Joe Madden, and you can tell by the way that he plays. Agreed. By way, just by his demeanor around around his manager, that he loves that guy, and I don't blame him because I do too. Yep. I do too. But we've okay. Um, oh, wh- say, go we've ahead. Also got uh, we've also got Mike Trout, who's out for the rest of the season. Which, yep. Mostly, it's an indictment on the Angels. I feel like. Because he he could probably have just gone out in the beginning of September and just said, okay, I need to have some work done. I'm just going to get it started now so I can rehab, get ready for spring training, right? 
because they're not competing for anything. Sure. They haven't competed for anything for years. I think it's more right. of how long is it going to take for the Angels to make a postseason run? They're wasting Mike Trout. They, have, they haven't, I feel like, done really anything to get that team there, and they've got the best player in baseball. And I'm not even saying arguably, he's the best player in baseball. No, he's he is the best. The next closest is Javi Baez, who's injured as yeah. well. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. With a fracture in his thumb yeah. or whatever. But do you think do you do you feel like the Angels are wasting Trout? I mean, he's in his prime. He hit more home runs this season than he has any other season. He's definitely in his prime. The dude's statistics are off the chain. And even his single season statistics are off the chain. The guy, let me just run him down really quick because that'll get into the next thing. He is at uh, 137 hits, 45 home runs. He's batted 291 this year. He's scored 110 runs himself. He's knocked in 104 RBIs, 11 stolen bases. His uh, OPS is 1.083. Slugging 645 and his on base percentage is at 438. So, okay, this is crazy. This is awesome, yeah. right? And, you know, he's missing what 15 days of the season or something like that. So it's like, it's not a huge right. loss, but this is his 27th year. I mean, he's 27 yeah. years old, is what I mean. <laughs> he's been in the league for 27 years and he's only 27 years old. Sounds about right. No. To <laughs> I, who is this, Nolan Ryan? Yeah. So <laughs> he's been in the league for nine years, and this is his tw- age 27 year. So he's definitely in his prime. But the guy keeps getting better, and that's what's crazy. So I don't know if we can really call it his prime. But so here's what I'm saying. I want to know that even though he's going to lose the last few weeks of the season or whatever, is he still a uh, MVP I think candidate? he's got it wrapped up. I think he won. You seriously think, think he's, he's got, got it wrapped, wrapped up. up? Because nobody plays like he does, and I don't care what anybody else in the American League is going to do for the next week. They're not going to do what he's done and the way he's done it. I mean, he, he had that foot injury, and it's probably a stress fracture from carrying the rest of that team on his shoulders. Yeah. And, yeah, nobody does. and Nobody in the league does what he does. The The reason they, the reason any they way. have won uh, as many games as they have, and they have won... 69 up to this point is because of him. And I, I know that baseball yep. is not an individual sport, but it seems like it is in LA, in Anaheim. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I would be surprised if they lost every game the rest of the, this last week. And then they came to Trout and said, how are you feeling? You ready? You ready to get back to spring training? Cause uh, we need, we need to look like we're getting ready to compete next year. But, yeah. No. With Joe Madden behind yep. that wheel, yep. With Joe know. Madden at the helm. Uh, I I do want to fill in before we move on. I do want to fill in one one gap, uh, one other statistic that he's leading the league in is neck size. Yeah, yeah, absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, you got a linebacker out there playing. Center <laughs> That's right. For you. <laughs> he's an outside linebacker. You're for sure. <laughs> Holy crap! But, well, let's dip into yeah. the National League a little bit. We got the Braves clinching. Their second straight NL East title. It's very exciting. Yeah. It's the first time they've done that since the Bobby Cox era, right? by the way. Yeah. So it's we been all, a minute. We all miss Bobby Cox, let's be honest. I know some people hated him, but you loved him. Oh, I loved Bobby Cox. Yeah. 
Anyway, so yeah, this is very exciting for the Braves. I'm here in Braves country, and we talk about that a lot. But it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's very cool. And I don't know that they have what it takes to beat L.A., but, you know, you never know. It's, it's baseball. Anything can happen. It's true. Um, Dan Patrick says they have a shot. They're going to play the game, so they always have a shot. That's right. And that's the way it is. That's the way it's going to be this postseason. It's a reason to watch because – the baby Braves have a chance. I think they have a legitimate chance. Um, if I mean, if if they if they get on a streak and get hot, who knows? Who knows what will happen? I just need the so, I'm I need the Braves to get mean a little bit. Yeah, I just want them to get a little bit angry, but not like having too much fun. Yeah, not like fanatical, <laughs> like frantic, angry. I need like cold calculated like homicidal anger you know i need i need like <laughs> i think that's the only way they beat la is if they settle in and they're like you know what this is what we're gonna do and we're gonna mess you up you know something like that yeah. that's what i think i don't know that's what i want to see anyway I don't know, they might just be having so much fun winning that they can't get mad that's true because <laughs> winning having... is a lot of fun yeah and they're having a lot of fun all right let's take a let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and and wrap on the last few topics we have here. Hey, Mike, Catherine, those are some cool t-shirts you guys have. Thanks, man. Yeah, I got it from 9plusus.com. They have tons of great baseball designs. Yeah, I wear my 9plusus clothing all the time. My favorite gym tank says diamonds are everyone's best friend. And my go-to shirt for barbecue says a hot dog at the ballpark is better than steak at the Ritz. Wow. I love that. Right? Isn't that so cool? Yeah, I also got this snapback from 9 Plus Us. It's, they're really the greatest stuff. Well, I'm going to have to do some shopping after this batter. What was that site again? So, yeah, it's 9plusus.com. So the number 9, right? 9 players on the field plus us. So 9, the number 9, P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Shop9plusus.com. Apparel for game day and every day. All right, baseball family, we hope you enjoyed that short break. We sure did. So let's get into the last few things that we have here, the last few items on the docket. First we have Polar Bear Pete Alonzo has hit 50 home runs. Count them, 50. He is a rookie. Brig, who is the other rookie to ever hit 50 home runs? Aaron Judge. Yeah, our guy Aaron Judge. Yep, he hit 52. Uh, I think there's a couple things at play here, okay? First, um, I mean, home runs are way up across the league this year, yeah. whether it's juice baseballs or, or better hitters. I'm inclined to say better hitters because I feel like I really feel like it's been headed this way for a while as far as guys just getting better. The long, the launch angle movement, whatever. Yeah. Um, guys hitting more home runs that way. But I mean, some guys are just natural hitters. That's not wrong. Alonzo's a big dude. Pete Alonso's a big dude. So when he hits it, it's going to go a long ways, regardless. I totally but, agree with that. But I'm I'm willing to give these guys credit and say they're just fantastic hitters. And Aaron Judge is so big, he can miss a ball to go 400 feet. True. But And, and Alonzo's kind of along those lines. But I'm I'm willing to give him credit. And if he, he passes Judge this week and he hits 53, 54 home runs, more power to him. I I do expect him, however, 
to stick with that and eventually hit 74. Oh, if there's a God, right? Like, I know. And I know there is, but for crying out loud, somebody just please, <laughs> please, somebody, anybody, you know, hey, do it and don't do it with steroids, please. <laughs> you know? Oh, gosh. That would be awful. We <laughs> it's a 74 if they go test him and it turns out he's juicy. Oh, but die. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to go on record right now and say I believe the next player to hit 74 home runs is in the major leagues right now. Oh, I agree, and I and I bet they're doing it without any performance enhancers. Yes. Yeah, yes. I 100% agree. With, with all the technology they have available as far as improving their swing, um, calculating their launch angle, everything, and just such great hitters because you've got to be a good hitter. You've got to be an amazing hitter right now because pitching is incredible right now. You've got to be a good hitter to hit that. Yes. And when you hit it, it's going to go a long ways. So... I believe that the guy right now who or the guy the next guy to hit the single season home run record is in the big leagues right now and we're probably going to see it in the next I would say 4 years tops. Yeah. It's going to happen soon. Yeah, I think you're right. I th- I I would parrot everything you just said. So Pete Alonzo, Polar Bear Pete, and we love him. I mean, this dude's awesome. Um the home run derby was awesome, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, this dude is he has seven games left and he only needs to hit three more bombs to break Aaron Judge record, which would make me a little bit sad, but also is very exciting. So I don't know. I'm kind of mixed. So today, because now it's past midnight, my time, they're going to play Cincinnati <laughs> on the 21st. They're playing the Cincinnati Reds 22nd. Then they have a stand against Miami, which is four games long. And then they play one game against the Braves on the 27th for the last game of the regular season. And, you know, if he hasn't done it by the time that he plays Miami, he's going to do it in that series right there. He could hit four home runs in four games there very easily. Yeah, (laughs) and they're at home. Oh, yeah, he's going to get it. He's going to get it. They're at home. So he only needs... Two to tie, three to win. Um, that would be crazy to see it go down so soon, you know. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. It's true. Anyway. So, okay, moving on. We got, uh, you know, the Red Sox, we've covered it, but they, they're no longer in postseason contention. I don't think we actually covered that, but this is true. They uh, they got eliminated tonight as we were sitting here talking. Yeah. They, they officially got eliminated. So. Yay. Okay, moving on. No. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, I do think we talked a lot about that about kind of the problems at the future with the that the Red Sox are going to face. Yeah. Um I mean we could I could almost just copy and paste that and put it right back in this spot because I feel like that's the exact same conversation we're going to have with this. So I do, I I don't know. I think we can just kind of say we covered that and we can move on with it. We can even just so move So let's go on to the Brew Crew. The Brew Crew, yeah. So yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, do you think that they're going to take it? Take that second that wild second card wild card spot. spot. Yeah, exactly. I do. The Cubs don't seem like they can score a run right now. Well, they can score one, but can they score two? And it doesn't seem like it. Um, they're they're not going to. Let's put it this way: they have a tough schedule. They're playing the pretty much playing the Cardinals just about every day between now and the end of the season. Yeah. I think they have what seven games left, and 
five, four or five of well, them are against the against the Cardinals. Who, the Brewers or the Cubs? The Cubs. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. And then the Brewers have the easiest schedule out of everybody who was in that race. They do because they play Pittsburgh today on the twenty. You know, today is the twenty second now. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's the twenty first now. They're gonna play Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and then starting the twenty fourth, they play Cincinnati till the for uh, for three games, and then they play Colorado for two games. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, they're not. If they lose half those games, I think they'll still be fine because they're t- up two games on the Cubs right now. Yeah, they are. But do you think the Brew Crew has a chance of catching the Cardinals? No. No, I don't. No, they won't catch them in the Central. Um, they're just – I think they're just a touch. They're only three far. games back. I think that's enough with this this late in the season, especially since the Cardinals are playing the Cubs. Okay, yeah. They're going to they're yeah. win enough games that it's not going to be an issue. Yeah, so that puts I think, I think currently th- I think if they are two games back they'd have a shot, but three games is just enough. Isn't that amazing? Baseball's amazing. I know. You know, I know. It's like, you know what, we're three games back. Yeah, well, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But out of the I mean, you never games, know. three it's, is just too many. <laughs> the Cubs could get pissy too, you know, you don't know. So yeah. But they're I mean, going I, to St. Louis because they were just at home and they couldn't beat the Cardinals. Yeah. Now, that's really that's really why I don't think that the Cubs are going to be able to do it, and then the Cardinals are going to win, you know, too many games for the Brewers to compete. So the Cardinals do face the Diamondbacks for three games this week, uh, 23-24-25 September. They play the D-backs. That could be a a bit of a challenge, um, but I'll bet they take two out of three there. So I wouldn't be surprised. And the D-backs were essentially they've been eliminated already, though, haven't they? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let me look really quick. I mean, they're well, eliminated from sure. the from the division in like August. I mean, they're playing with LA, yeah. So it's like way, way. Yeah. They're twenty games back, <laughs> and they're five and a half. Can you believe that? The next closest in the NL West is twenty games back. That's insane. Do you know that puts the Rockies at thirty-two games behind first place? <laughs> okay, that you know what oh, you laugh, ridiculous. you laugh, but it's not as bad as Miami. Who's forty-one games behind Atlanta as of right now? Yeah, but that was their uh, that was kind of their plan, though. <laughs> They're tanking, and I feel like we we're gonna t- we should talk about that soon. Uh, talk about tanking soon in an episode because um, there's some things that go along with Miami with that, and yeah, possibly well, Boston in the future. I don't know. Okay, in the American League, though, mm-hmm. uh, both Detroit and Baltimore are sitting 49 and a half games behind first place. That's outrageous. In their divisions. 49 and a half games. That puts them 41 games out of the wild card in Baltimore, 45 and a half games out of the wild card in uh, Detroit in the Central. <laughs> that's worse. I mean, that's how bad freaking Miami is in the in their division. Yeah. That's they're so far. I just, this is the weirdest season. Doesn't make me feel so bad being a Mariners fan. No, thirty six games back of the Astros, who are possibly the best team in baseball right now. Um, yeah, twenty six out of the wild card. I mean, that's almost surmountable. Yeah. <laughs> <August>. <laughs> Between now, they might, they might and... catch up twenty six games by August. I don't know. 
next yeah, year. In August 2025. 20, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you didn't specify uh, which year. No, you're I right. never said what year. No, <laughs> oh, my gosh. August. Anyway. We already had August. Yeah, August of next year. That's what I'm that's what I'm yeah, saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think the the it's possible that the brew crew catches St. Louis in the division. I doubt it, like you, but it I mean it crazier things have happened. It's true. It's true. Crazier things have happened. It is absolutely possible. I just don't think it's probable. Well, and with Yelich and his broken kneecap, I mean that's just seriously a blow. It just it sucks that one guy makes that big a difference in baseball of mm-hmm. all sports, but it really does. Yeah, and you know, and this is one of the things we talked about last week. Quinn and I did is that the rest of the team has to be good for in order for him to have gotten there. And I like the guy who's going to be filling his spot, Ben Gamble. I like him a lot. Ben, I think yeah. he's a very good player, and I think that's why they're. And I I thought all along that's why they were going to still get the wild card spot, but I just don't think they're good enough take over the cardinals so. too bad um let's go ahead and, and let's finish with this brig uh i want you to get in a little bit of this team shopping perspective maybe sell us on the yankees because i know there's a lot of people out there who don't feel like they can cheer for the yankees quinn said last week that he just physically cannot cheer for the yankees why don't you tell us why this is a team to cheer for look it's really simple it's those damn pinstripes I mean, and it's cliched and whatever, and but look, people hate the Yankees because they're perceived and often accurately as never being the underdog, right? Right. But of any year, if any season you wanted to root for an underdog, the Yankees are the team to root for. A hundred and one win underdog. Listen, they have had they have had thirty plus guys or 30 plus instances of injuries, right? 30 injuries this season. Then their manager is in his, his sophomore year. Yeah. Okay. Um, they got guys who are in triple a carrying them to a hundred wins. That's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you, if Austin Romine is managing the entire game sometimes with Gary Sanchez out and Austin Romine is criticized constantly, but for, for his uh, inabilities at the plate, but the guy manages a game as well or better than half the catchers in the league. So, and I would argue even more, but you know, that, People want to argue with me about Austin Romine all the time. I think he's phenomenal. It's probably 90% of the league, let's be honest. It's probably 90% The dude of the is league. phenomenal. He's old school. He's structured. He's uh, he's he's going to get in a fight with Miggy. And, I mean, like, if you give me a guy who's willing to get in a fight with Miguel Cabrera, and I'm going to pick <laughs> that guy every day. You know what I mean? So, like, holy crap, that, that was amazing last season, by the way. But the point is... If you ever wondered about the Yankees, uh, this is the season to root for them. They're the underdog this year, and even though it doesn't look like it on paper, they really, really are. And I'm actually inclined to agree with you. I just I was giving you a hard time about 101 win underdog, which is so weird to say. <laughs> I know, but it is. No, they really are, and and I kind of got behind this team last year because 
Um, they're not they're not your your grandpa's Yankees, right? Yes. They're not. Yeah, they have that high payroll because Stanton's taking up a ton of it. You know, that's like the one guy on the team they bought, but they traded for him. They actually yep. used assets to get him. Um, <clears throat> you know, and they've got CC Sabathia, but he's he's get he's a Yankee now. He is a Yankee. He's not a Brewer. He's not an Indian. He is a Yankee now because he's been there forever. Um, totally. But other than that, they've built this team themselves. This yep. is not the team that you grew up hating. Because they just threw a bunch of money at every all the, all the top free agents on the market. Because the top free agents on the market don't want to play in New York anymore. They want to play other places because you don't have to be in New York or L.A. to make money. The way yep. that sports works now is you can be anywhere and make money. You can go play for whoever you want. So the Yankees can't take that approach anymore, and they haven't. They've, they've drafted guys. They've traded for prospects. they developed them. And now they're here, and yeah, they're... Winning 101 games, but it's not the guys you thought would be winning 101 games this season. No, it's no names. Yeah. It's no names. It's a replacement squad that's doing a lot of the work. And it's it's very exciting. It's intoxicating, actually. It's It feels, I don't know, fortuitous is probably the wrong word, but it's too bad the Astros are as good as they are. Yeah. I know because is. this is like a Cinderella thing that just deserves to go down in history. It just deserves to be a victorious season and it may not be. And I'm sorry about that. So anyway, if you wanted to root for the underdog and you ever wanted to root for the Yankees, this is the year. It is. I would agree with you. It is the year. To, it's your Yankees. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Brig, why don't you go ahead and plug the shop? Okay, so listen, check it out, right? We got tons of great stuff on the shop. It's shop.9plusus.com. We have the coolest t-shirts in baseball. We've got um, stuff for every team and all the different team colors so you can find whoever you want um, and search for their name. The, uh, The city name is how we do it. So if you're an Angels fan, you'd search for Anaheim. If you're a Yankees fan, you'd search for the Bronx. If you're a Mets okay. fan, you'd search for Queens. Anyway, that's how we have it broken down in the shop. There's a drop down. You can find everything. But everything we do goes to support charitable causes. And, uh, you know, it's great stuff. High quality shirts. And you can always find your tribe and be a be a member of the Baseball Together family and our extended baseball family when you wear our stuff. It's great. That's right. Speaking of Baseball Together, check out our blog, uh, baseballtogether.com. We actually... I've started posting the podcast there as well, so you can find podcasts there if you um, are having a hard time with any other apps. So you can kind of use that as a backup if you'd like. But I'm also posting a little bit of additional information of the podcast on the episode pages, so you can check that out if you'd like. Uh, We also have posts about um, things we talk about on the podcast. There's going to be a lot of postseason stuff up. I love writing about the postseason Rig, I'm sure you do too. So we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of a lot of stuff up there for you to read about the postseason here coming up very soon, and then the off season as well because it's a blast. It's so much fun. Yeah, it is. So check out baseballtogether.com because sometimes you just want to read about baseball. And also with the podcast. Speaking of which, if you like what we're doing here, like, subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends, tell them about us. And baseball family, we will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.